Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the Equality Act passes in the House of Representatives. Nevada bans the gay panic defense. An Australian rugby player loses his $4 million contract thanks to homophobic social media posts. And the Elton John musical fantasy biopic Rocket Man premieres at the Cannes Film Festival. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The Equality Act passed in the House of Representatives this past week by a vote of 236 to 173. The legislation would amend existing civil rights law, including the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Fair Housing Act, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, the Jury Selection and Services Act, and several laws regarding employment with the federal government, to explicitly include sexual orientation and gender identity as protected characteristics. Upon its passage, LGBTQ people would have explicit protections in areas including employment, housing, credit, education, public spaces and services, federally funded programs, and jury services. The question now is, what's next? For starters, the legislation now moves to the U.S. Senate. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said he has no plans to bring the Equality Act, which has 46 bipartisan co-sponsors in the Senate, up for a vote. Even if the Senate did decide to vote, at least 13 Republican members would have to join the Democrats in support to avoid a filibuster. And that's barring no Democrats would defect from our side. But even if it were to miraculously pass the Senate, President Trump would need to sign the bill into law, and a senior administration official told the Washington Blade last week that his administration is expected to officially come out in opposition of the Equality Act. The senior administration official told the Washington Blade, quote, the Trump administration absolutely opposes discrimination of any kind and supports the equal treatment of all, however, this bill in its current form is filled with poison pills that threaten to undermine parental and conscience rights. Hmm. Currently, 26 states have no specific protections against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, which means that LGBTQ people can be fired, treated unfairly in schools, or barred from public services because of their identities with little to no legal recourse. A year-long investigation has concluded that Dr. Richard H. Strauss, who worked as a team doctor for Ohio State University, sexually abused at least 177 varsity male athletes from at least 16 sports over a nearly 20-year period. According to a 182-page report issued last week, Strauss would require the young athletes to strip, 
would grope them, and make inquiries of intimate and sexual nature all under the guise of providing medical treatment or examination. According to one excerpt from the report, from roughly 1979 to 1996, male students complained that Strauss routinely performed excessive and seemingly medically unnecessary genital exams, regardless of the medical condition the student patients presented. Over 520 subjects took part in nearly 600 interviews throughout the investigation. The investigators wrote, quote, Strauss's acts of abuse ranged from the overt, such as fondling to the point of erection and ejaculation, to more subtle acts of abuse that were masked with a pretextual medical purpose, for example, requiring a student patient to strip completely naked to purportedly assess an orthopedic condition, or asking probing questions about a student patient's sexual practices or performance, end quote. Mm. One of the athletes who spoke to investigators said he once complained of a sore throat to Strauss, which led to a genital exam. Another former wrestler, Nick Nutter, came forward last year saying the doctor groped him, quote, 19 exams out of 20. In addition, several former students shared that Strauss was known to shower with students and hang out in the locker room. The investigators found that many of the students were under the impression that the physician's behavior was an open secret and that coaches, trainers, even other team doctors knew of the sexual improprieties. The report shows that several coaches and players reported incidents involving Strauss over the years, but the complaints never held Strauss accountable. There were so many complaints that an investigation was launched in 1994 by the university's director of sports medicine, Dr. John Lombardo. He eventually dismissed the allegations, calling them unfounded rumors. Congressman Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, is now a powerful conservative congressman, but he was an assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State from 1987 to 1995. He maintains he never heard any of the rumors regarding Strauss, even though the investigation by Dr. Lombardo occurred during Jordan's tenure as an assistant coach. Jordan told the Washington Post he felt vindicated by the newly released report, saying it found no evidence he knew about the sexual abuses. But actually, the report doesn't mention him by name at all. In fact, several former Ohio State wrestlers came forward over the past year insisting the rumors were so widespread Jordan must have heard or knew something about the inappropriate behavior. Although, in truth, what would a seasoned politician say about such rumors today? Can you imagine Jordan standing up today and admitting after all these years, yes, I heard about all those incidents back in the day, but I chose to do nothing? Yeah, no. No politician is going to stand up and say they didn't do something about something wrong. 22 coaches interviewed by investigators said they were aware of rumors or complaints regarding Strauss. Upon the release of the report, Ohio State President Michael Drake issued a statement calling the findings shocking and painful to comprehend. Three groups of victims have filed lawsuits against the university, and Ohio State is said to be actively participating in a mediation process. While Strauss was still a professor emeritus at the time of his death in 2005, 
Ohio State told the press that it would begin proceedings to revoke that honor. Nevada has become the fourth state to prohibit the use of so-called gay and trans-panic defenses following California, Rhode Island, and Illinois. Senate Bill 97, which was signed into law last week, prohibits defendants from using a victim's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression as a defense in a criminal case. Senate Bill 97 states that gay panic and trans panic defenses appeal to irrational fears and hatred of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender persons, thereby undermining the legitimacy of criminal prosecutions and resulting in unjustifiable acquittals or sentencing reductions. Probably the best known use of the gay panic defense in the United States was in the murder trial of Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson, who were found guilty of first-degree murder in the 1998 death of Matthew Shepard. Shepard, a gay student at the University of Wyoming, was robbed, tortured, tied to a fence, and left to die by McKinney and Henderson. In court, McKinney's lawyer argued that his client was driven to temporary insanity following sexual advances by Shepard. Australian rugby union player Israel Folau has been fired from the sport after posting anti-gay statements on his social media. Folau, who is known for his aggressive stance on traditional Christian values, expressed anti-LGBTQ opinions on his Instagram on several occasions. Folau said in an interview last year he would rather walk away from rugby than tone down his rhetoric. Many times, Falau was given warnings about his homophobic posts, but Falau's posts finally became too much for the Australian League and his team, the Wallabies, as he was terminated by both. Falau was found guilty of a code of conduct breach last week, though his termination had been in the works since the past month. A three-person tribunal decided that Falau had crossed the line after posting a social media post which listed, quote, drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, and idolaters, before saying, hell awaits you. In response to his termination, Falau said that he was deeply saddened by the decision, adding that as Australians, we are born with certain rights, including the right to freedom of religion and the right to freedom of expression, he shared. Rugby Australia Chief Executive Officer Raylene Castle issued a statement which read, in part, while Rugby Australia accepts the panel's decision directing termination of Israel Falau's contract for his high-level breach of the Code of Conduct, we want to stress that this outcome is a painful situation for the game. In rugby, there is not a place for someone that puts their views or position in front of everyone else's. That is true of every employee that we have at Rugby Australia, not just the player base. We all need to work together and live to the values of Rugby Australia. Rugby Australia fully supports their right to their own beliefs, and nothing that has happened changes that. But when we are talking about inclusiveness in our game, we're talking about respecting differences as well. The upcoming musical fantasy biopic, Rocket Man, 
based on the life and career of pop music superstar Elton John, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival to rave reviews last week. At the end of the screening, the audience, with Elton John, star Taron Egerton, and director Dexter Fletcher, reportedly burst into applause. Egerton was seen tearing up at the response. The reviews so far have been very strong, especially for Egerton. The Los Angeles Times writes, He, Egerton, doesn't disappear into the role exactly, but he accomplishes something nearly as remarkable, which is to locate subtle depths of feeling in a character we first see wearing a deviled horn chicken costume. Vox writes, It's a biopic and a jukebox musical and a romance and also a movie about addiction, all crammed into a frenetic, jewel-studded ecstasy of a movie. Variety says, All white men fortunate enough to commission big-screen versions of their own life stories should be so lucky as to have someone as casually adorable as Egerton play them on screen. Not only because he's an especially strong actor, but because even with various unflattering wigs and a gap-toothed bridge, Egerton has a hard time looking dumpy. For those who can't wait until May 31st release date, there are special limited early access screenings available today on Fandango. And finally, the casting creators of the acclaimed FX series Pose celebrated another win this weekend as the show scored at the 78th Annual Peabody Awards, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Since 1941, the Peabody Awards have honored programs that demonstrate how media can defend the public interest, encourage empathy with others, and teach us to expand our understanding of the world around us. In short, they honor stories that matter. In addition to two Golden Globe nominations, the series has been honored as AFI's TV Program of the Year and nominations at the Gotham Awards, the Writers Guild Awards, and the Broadcast Film Critic Awards. And mark your calendars, Season 2 of Pose premieres on FX June 11th. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.